Final today, 13-10. Maryland wins it. Fifth quarter, next. 24-yard field goal for the Maryland Terrapins, and they escape Memorial Stadium with their sixth win of the year. They get bowl eligible, and Nebraska still searching for that sixth victory. They fall to 5-5 five and five on the year after the 13-10 defeat at the hands of the Maryland Terrapins. This is our fifth quarter show. Ben McLaughlin joined by color analyst Damon Benning. DB, it doesn't take a genius to figure out where this one starts, and uh, I think this is, what, the 10th game that we've had and at least the sixth or seventh time we've had this conversation about turnovers. We wrapped up our pregame show today talking about Nebraska needing to take care of the football today, even took a few away from Maryland, but still finished in the negative in that department and ultimately in crunch time, Nebraska had a chance to take the lead. There's a reason why we felt like Nebraska needed seven instead of three, and you came away with zero, and that's, I think, where everyone's attention's probably going to lie right now. Yeah, it just, uh, you know, the first one you thought you could overcome, leaving points down there, because, I mean, they crossed the 30, what, four times without points? I that's... And he loses a three-score game. That uh, There'll be plenty to pick at for this one. And you feel like you finally created a break down here on this end when you get the turnover inside the five. Uh, I mean, the bubbly feeling we had in the booth as Chubba Purdy's driving Nebraska down the field to seemingly take the lead uh, and, and maybe you know drive a dagger into the hearts of Maryland with what's happened in the change of possession. However, that... It didn't result, yeah, it result away, that way. It went away quick, didn't it? And it seems like Nebraska offensively is searching under every rock that they have in their collection to find something that's working. And unfortunately, they're just there isn't a code to the to the padlock right now. Yeah, I'll I'd be curious to kind of walk through the thought process of the you know like the sequential play calling, especially down you know once Nebraska was kind of crossing the. Uh, they were inside the 20, and they're just, there were so many things that you want to take back. But, man, at the end of the day, you got to make better decisions with the football. Again, I don't, like, four, so I may be thinking Kansas with the insertion of Bo Davis some time ago, but this many quarterbacks playing and throwing that many interceptions, four interceptions from three quarterbacks. Yeah, Nebraska finishes today with five turnovers. You look at the final total yardage in this one. Maryland racks up 384 against the Black Shirts. They finished with 101 on the ground. That was the story Late. in the fourth quarter. As they were able to establish the ground game and really grind away any chance Nebraska had at possessing the ball back after that last Maryland drive. It, it, seemingly after the fourth down, they try and run it, and it was non-existent. It was clear to us that they didn't have it running the football, but you got to give them credit. You know, I they, they, they were they, able to find it when I they I thought it was more about time, the timeliness of it. Um, than the kind of the sheer will to run it. But this last drive, I mean, Maryland clearly wanted to run the football and found a way to do it. Takeaways today from the way Nebraska handled Maryland defensively. Tagovailoa finishes with 283 and a score and a pick. Um, but what did you take away today from, from Nebraska and what they were able to do defensively? Obviously, still... Held up toe to toe, got a got a couple of turnovers, but yeah, took um, the ball away. I felt like they were pretty good defensively against uh, Tonga Valoa. But at the end of the day, I, I think Maryland's ability to kind of line up and and run the football when they wanted to on that last drive, they'll point to that. They won't back pad and say, "Hey, you know, defense, we we did enough." But when you look at the scoreboard and you and you see thirteen points. 
Is that what it's going to take for this for this team to be able to win? Is it the ball? Does it have to stay in the in the minimum two score range? I mean, it might, and that will put some strain on this defense, you know. But you've got to rally emotionally by the time we get on the plane to Madison because. Uh, that's that's not going to be a happy bunch. Either. We've we've talked a little bit about you know kind of the the things that have unfolded in this game, but you and I chatted in our pregame show about the psyche and how important this week was to to keep on that day by day type mentality. You felt like you could almost get past it once with Michigan State, but now you're having to relive that yet oh, again, yeah. Damon. And and obviously this one hurts more because this is on your home field. And of the way that this game unfolded, you really felt like you had a chance to walk away with this one. What's your worry level uh, of the psyche of this team coming to work tomorrow? So I think it it uh, you know both both sides right East Lansing and here there was didn't look good for a stretch. You know Michigan State got up ten and you kind of fought back and. Here, Maryland had a chance to go up two scores, and you found a way to fight back and and take the ball away. I just you don't want to ask yourself the questions of of what else do we have to do, right? You you st- sounds crazy, but you still have to go back to the process. You got to go back to work and understand. And now you may go a little bit micro, where you start to 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 talk about why you actually do the things you do during the course of the week to keep things from happening on the weekends, right? It, you may have to get that that finite, but I just don't know where they'll be at emotionally. In terms of how Nebraska matches up both talent-wise and where the programs are moving, I think I think the worry now is you let the two probably best opportunities to continue playing after Iowa slip by you with Michigan State and with Maryland, and now you're staring two division foes that have had your number in the face to finish it out Really tough environment waiting you in Madison in a night game, and then obviously we know the challenges that Iowa possesses. Yeah, so I mean, you got Nobody's going to feel sorry for you, and and you had every opportunity uh, to take matters into your own hands, and and we'll see what happens here with with Rutgers and and Iowa and Iowa City and Wisconsin next week. But you shouldn't have been in that looking glass anyway, right? I mean, you, you can't go back and get it, so now you got to go back to work. I would anticipate a lot of questions the media is going to have for head coach Matt Rule as we await his post-game press conference here in our fifth quarter show um, geared towards the offense. And yeah. it'll be interesting to hear what, what Coach Rule has to say about uh, another, uh, some would call lackluster, ineffective performance today oh. from the way that this team's moving the football. And uh, at 10 games in, it is what it is at this point. They have to f- continue to find uh, – and. Put, put players in, in the best position they can to be do, successful. Do, do you think they have – I'm trying to figure out what is it about what they're doing on a day-to-day that allows you to continually give the ball to the other team. Right now you're just throwing it to them. It's, yeah. and, and you know it's been talked about. Coach Rule talks about it after every – he'll talk about it again here in just uh. mere minutes. Um, and, and I think you know maybe the answer, the, the questions start to probably be asked in different ways of uh, I think of w- of what you're saying because at first it was almost kind of like you know the free throw thing it's in your head how much do you you can practice it you can rep it but uh, how much is of is of it is it psychologically and, and now it now it's just a deeply rooted issue it's almost ingrained in in the way that that this group performs game in and game out. Our fifth quarter show brought to you in part by your Midwest Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com for all your truck, SUV, and electric vehicle needs. 
Ben McLaughlin alongside color analyst Damon Benning. Huskers fall 13-10 to to Maryland. Uh, entering this one, both teams at 5-4. and four. The Terps will go bowling. They are now 6-4. and four. They finish their season with Michigan at home and on the road at Rutgers. So they're glad that they took the, the, the sixth win with them back to College Park. The Huskers, as I mentioned before, on the road at Wisconsin in a night game at Camp Randall, 6-30 kick next week and a Black Friday finish here at home against the Iowa Hawkeyes, an 11 a.m. kick there. But uh, as for today, 13-10 to 10 the final score. You look at what happened at the quarterback position today. Heinrich Harburg gets the start. He finishes just one for five, no yards with an interception today. He did carry the ball early for two carries for no yards, but injures the, the ankle early. He was lifted for Jeff Sims, who provided a spark while he was in there, but the flame ended up burning out for Sims. He finishes 8 of 13 with 62 yards, two interceptions. Carried it 10 times for 33 yards, but ultimately the last fumble uh, deep in Nebraska territory was it for him, and uh, Nebraska chose to go to, to Chubba Purdy. Provided a spark, but ultimately uh, felt a, a similar demise for Chubb's day as well. You know what's interesting? Well. It's almost like you reach a – you ever have those players, like you see it in basketball a lot, like where if you play them for four minutes, they're really good. But if you play them for like – you get to like that fifth or sixth minute and it's like, oh, I, I, we've been living on broad time. And then all of a sudden they do something inexplicably. That's kind of how the quarterback play is. Seemed like how it was today. Matt Rules approached the, the podium. Let's go ahead and listen into his postgame press um, conference. Ben McLaughlin rejoined by Damon Benning. One final thought before we cut you loose here, DB, about what you heard there. Uh, no better way to wrap up our, our, uh, our being able to hear from Coach than, than I think that message right there, what he had to the team. And I think he, he said in a nutshell what you said right before the press conference. Someone's <laughs> going to feel sorry for you. Yeah. And, you know, these are these are hard lessons to learn. I know there's seniors in that locker room that, that want to overcome it. But, you know, Wisconsin's not going to gonna hand you out a, a win in, in Camp Randall. you got to go take it from them. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is he's got to find all the guys that he can that say, give me another crack at it. I, because that's really what this is. I want another shot to go out and play well so I don't have to feel like this again next week. And then you got to line up and play it again, and it—that's a culture thing. That's 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 not anything that you can you know pull a Tabitha, bewitch, rub your nose, and and it's going to change. Like that's an internal, intrinsic thing that you that you're talking about and doing every day inside your program, and 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 that's going to have to manifest itself this week. And we will see what the Huskers run out next week against the Wisconsin Badgers. DB, we appreciate it. We will uh, we'll see you on the plane. Camp yeah, Randall, yes, thanks, my friend. We'll see you. Damon Benning with us on our fifth quarter show as we just begin our post-game coverage here on the Huskers Radio Network. Welcome back. Our sit-down chat with the head coach of the Cornhuskers, Matt Rural, Nebraska. Very disappointed after the 13-10 game today. I think you've kind of expected all these close games, a play here or a play there. That's, again, what happened today. Yeah, you know, um, we knew that uh, all these Big Ten games would be a battle all the way down to the end, and one in which we thought we'd always find a way to make one more play. And I uh, thought we were really close to doing that. We had the ball down inside their five, and uh, unfortunately weren't able to make the play to win the game. To hold that offense to one touchdown, that's a pretty good effort. Yeah, I thought the guys played hard. You know, um, the same things that have bothered us, explosive plays on defense in the passing game showed up again today. Um, but, you know, really, obviously, really put them in a, in a bind with um, uh, 
turnovers and, and giving them the ball times when you know we'd really love to play a little bit more complimentary football you've been wanting turnovers from your defense you got a couple today Javen Wright with a pick and Javen Wright also forced a fumble he played well for you this afternoon yeah those two those two plays you know we hit, we hit the three turnovers two of those uh, you know lead to points and that's how you that's how you win games you know you take the ball away in scoring position the guys go down and make plays Tonga Vailoa is so accurate but you knocked some passes down your guys up front did some good things it looked like too yeah, and I thought we played well on defense. You know, unfortunately, uh, a couple runs at the end of the game hurt us. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I thought the guys responded, and, and even at the end, holding them to a field goal, hoping that we would uh, find a way to get that ball blocked and, you know, and uh, get send the game to overtime. What were you hoping to get done with the offense today, take away the turnovers? What were you hoping to do with the, with the, the game plan today? Yeah, I mean, we, we, thought, uh, we thought we'd be able to run the ball and kind of wear them out. Um, I was hoping to take a few more shots down the field, you know, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the wind was pretty severe out there today, and so I think the, you know when you had the wind was really a factor, but uh, you know uh, weren't, weren't able to really get those things done. Um, uh, not great on third down, so I, we did run the ball well. I thought I thought we had some good downhill runs, but I really weren't able to be explosive. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports in Fairbury. Fairbury premium quality hot dogs deliver the home game experience to your family and friends. Fairbury, the official hot dog of Husker Nation. We'll have some final thoughts from the coach coming up next. Back inside a disappointed Husker locker room, 13-10, the final. Maryland wins it today. I thought the crowd was really into the game. Could you sense that? This fan base is really pulling hard for this team and this program. No, I thought they were wonderful. You know, um, at the end of the day, it didn't end up the way we wanted, but there was certainly a, you know, a, a great game, great energy, great back and forth, and I thought the crowd was, the crowd was behind us the entire time. It was, it was uh, awesome and really sad that uh, we weren't able to finish it so that they could make the plays to win the game. All right, how about the, the ability of this team to bounce back? You still have two big games left to play, right? Yeah, I mean, we have, we have winners. We have guys who are competitors, and uh, while certainly this will hurt, uh, I'm sure you know, they'll take 24 hours to kind of uh, deal with it. You know, I know our guys will come back, and we have a chance to go on the road and play a Wisconsin team, come back, you know, at senior day, play a, an Iowa team, and, uh, you know, our guys will find a way to, to get it done. All right, have a good week. Thank you. Comments of the head coach of the Cornhuskers. Get your seed recommendations with CVA's Go Early Seed program and register to win a $7,000 off of a seed box purchase when you visit cvacoop.com, Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. I'll be back with some final thoughts coming up next. Valentino's, a slice of home you just can't get anywhere else. What started with a treasured family recipe in Lincoln, Nebraska, has become a classic Italian tradition for 65 years. The disappointment in the locker room, very evident, seeing the players' faces, seeing Coach talk about this one. Five turnovers again today for the Cornhuskers. The good news is they did force three, uh, but you know they would love to have those late-game situations back with a pick in the end zone and then allowing Maryland to drive it down the field to get the game-winning field goal on the final play of the game. So the Huskers now 5-5 five and five on the year. will head to the row for the last time here in 2023, traveling to Camp Randall in Wisconsin for a Saturday night game at 6.30. Our pregame coverage will begin at 2.30 next Saturday. Jessica will have a lot more coming up from the locker room. That's next. Welcome into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with Emmett Johnson. Well, I'm just disappointing. I know how, how hurt is this locker room right now? Yeah, you know, we're hurt, but, you know, we, the things we talked about, you know, we got to fix things like turnovers and everything, but, you know, I know it didn't turn out as we wanted to. We just got to watch film and learn from it and just keep going the next game. You, you had a couple of big plays. It seems like you just continue to get more and more comfortable out there, just the reads and everything. How has that been developing for you over these last few weeks especially? Uh, yeah, it's been developing well. I'll definitely say O-line does a good job of, you know, giving me a chance to, you know, make plays and everything. So I give credit to them up front. But moving forward, just got to continue to make those big plays and put more points up on the board. Yeah, I mean, we ask this every week, but for the offense, I mean, how, how do you guys continue to attack and, and try to fix the turnover issue? 
just you know keep working on it like we've been doing all season. Uh, that's something that we can control, and we just got to take care of the football. Uh, you know, put defense in good positions, and you know we got to go out there and put up points. Defense did get you guys a couple turnovers today. One you were able to capitalize on. How important was that for you guys to you know when when they got you the ball back to go take advantage of it? Yeah, it was really important. You know, having a defense that has our back is you know it's been big for us this year, and so we just got to you know work with them. Uh, do a good job of putting them in good situations, uh, you know, put up points so they can help us uh, get turnovers. They've been doing a good job of that. So uh, they've given us the chances. So we just got to go out there and just convert it. Thin running back room. Jair Bronner gets into the end zone there uh, for a touchdown. How, how big was that for this team too in this offense? You know, that was big. We kept, kept running the ball, you know, kept running the ball down their throat. And then we had a little fake and handoff to Wood and he got in the end zone, scored a great touchdown. So I'm happy for him, but just got to continue to grow and get better. Yeah, I mean, how do you guys close the chapter? I mean, this could be a loss that lingers, a heartbreaker like this. How do you guys move on from it and, and get ready to, to play another one next week? Just like we've been doing, you know, just watch the film tomorrow, just correct the mistakes and move on, get ready for Wisconsin next week because that's another, you know, tough Big Ten opponent that we got to win. So. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That is Emmett Johnson from the locker room. Farmers Mutual of Nebraska experience the personalized difference when your insurance is kept local. Visit fmne.com to contact an agent near you. Welcome back into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with Ben Scott. Well, um, disappointing, I know. I, I, how has the team responded? What's How, I guess, hurt are you guys right now that, that this one didn't come out on, on the right end? Yeah, you know, I think we're pretty hurt. You know, we came into this week trying to bounce back from uh, the loss last week, and I think we did a good job preparing during practice and in the film room and I think we're just so close on so many plays that like it just kind of added up and you know end up the way it did. Three different quarterbacks uh, what's that like for you throughout the course of a game to have to work with three different guys whether it be injury or whatever the situation might be? Yeah I know I trust every single one of them back there and I think that they're all preparing like like they're going to start so you know it's comforting knowing that they're all always in the room watching film and practicing hard and doing their reads and stuff. So, you know, having them preparing that way makes me more comfortable up front. It just the offensive line as a whole and with some guys out and working guys in, how proud are you of the group and the way you guys continue to come together? Yeah, I think the O-line did a good job of just staying on the same level. Uh, never too high, never too low. And I think we did a good job of doing that and just attacking every single play. And I think that we're going to keep that mindset on the next week. Emmett Johnson, uh, how have you seen him continue to grow and develop and, and the weapon that he's been able to be for you guys on offense? Oh, yeah, that, that guy, he's a little energizer bunny. And, you know, every week he's getting better and better. And his reads were, were really good uh, this game especially. So I think that, you know, the sky's the limit for him. And I think that um, he's going to buckle down and go even harder next week. That's just how, how, how he plays. So, yeah. How much does it help an offensive line too when you guys do your job but then you got a running back that's, that's doing what he's supposed to do too? It's, it's a really good feeling knowing that the running back knows exactly what he's doing. And especially a running back like Emmett, he's going to go out there and do everything he can to make the O-line right on our blocks and find that hole to bounce a big one. So that's always comforting knowing that. Ethan Piper, Turner Corcoran there today. Ethan's out there in a wheelchair. What did that mean to you guys? I know he, you guys just mean the world to him, but for him to, to want to be out there, whether he's getting pushed around in a wheelchair or not. Yeah, you never want to see your guys like that, but having them out there is really comforting knowing that they're out there cheering us on and that they can help us on the sidelines seeing different stuff that we don't see. So it's really good seeing them, and it motivates us even more seeing them out there because, you know, we're, we're playing for them because you know that they'll be dying to be out there playing with us. Last thing, just how do you guys close the chapter and move on? I mean, as a leader of the offensive line, uh, how do you guys move forward from this one? 
um, go in the film room tomorrow and see our uh, mistakes here and there and uh, fix them and move on to the next week. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Welcome back into the Locker Room Show. Jessica Cootie here with Omar Brown. Uh, I guess what was the message there for you guys in the locker room to uh, I, after a heartbreaking loss? Yeah, shoot. The message was get ready for next week. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like, we didn't really like that loss, but we got to get ready for next week tomorrow. So just prepare for Wisconsin, for real. You know, I know you guys didn't feel like you played up to the, the standard that you guys set last week. Uh, how much, how much uh, I guess, you feel better about the performance that the defense did tonight, uh, barring that last drive? Uh, I think we did good at stopping the run a lot. Uh, we still got work in the secondary, like passing yards. Like they didn't have a lot of running yards, but they had a lot of passing yards. So just working in the secondary, like when the quarterback scramble, like don't let, don't let them get that throw off, or don't let nobody catch the ball. So I think that's that's what we got to work on secondary for sure. That being said, though, that's a pretty good wide receiver and wide receiver group um, and quarterback. How much of a challenge was that for you guys this week, that, that Maryland offense? No, yeah, it was it was definitely a challenge. I mean, I, I love challenges. Like, you could probably see me in the game, like, me and, me and the receivers was talking, like, and I wasn't even talking trash. I was just telling them, like, like come on, like, give me your best work. Because at the end of the day, like, that's what I love. I love to compete. So, I mean, we, it was, we knew it was going to be a challenge, and, yeah. Two turnovers today after not getting any last week. Uh, how important was that for this defense? No, nah, yeah, we, uh, we definitely – we, we take that as an emphasis is turnovers as a defense, really as a secondary, but I say like as a defense, like as a defense, we want three turnovers, but secondary, them three turnovers really, we have our own separate three, three turnovers. So, yeah. How about uh, Javen Wright and, and the job that he did today? He's playing lights out today. Yeah, J like Buddha, he, he's, he's been an athlete, a ball player, football player, and shoot, it's not surprising. Like when I see those things, like it's really not surprising because I've seen it last year. So like when he make those plays, I'm just happy for him because like I said before in the recent, like, interview, like he deserves it. You know, without uh, Quentin Newsom, one of the leaders of the secondary, uh, how much of a challenge was that for you guys? Just you guys are rotating a few guys around and have been the last couple of games, but without Q out there, what kind of challenge did that pose? Nah, yeah, we, we definitely missed him out there. Uh, we definitely missed him. Uh, him being off on the sideline, he, he actually was communicating a lot. Like he was, it was like he was there even though he wasn't playing the game. But, I mean, obviously we would have loved him for the play again because he's one of the best corners in the country. So just I know with him playing, it definitely would have been a little different. But at the same time, like, we got we to gotta control, we got to control. Do you guys worry about, I know you've been really good about 1-0, closing the chapter, moving on to the next week. But do you worry all at all about this team coming off of this loss today? Not, not at all. Not for real. Like, me, I think I say this a lot. Like, I just want to play football. Like, like, obviously it's not fun to get like like to lose at all so just just playing football like coming back the next week trying to win like at the end, at the end of the day just coming back the next week trying to win want to know every week appreciate your time no, thank you that is omar brown from the locker room sat brothers is proud to be an official partner of husker athletics and to serve nebraska's farmers and husker fans across america's heartland for over 52 years sat brothers is your total solution for all your fuel propane and lubricant needs we're back to wrap things up from the locker room coming up right after this welcome back into the locker room show jessica cootie here with javen right well what a game for you today uh what was your approach to today's game um i made sure that i became physical every time and um rdv that's what we usually te uh, preach around here so RDV every play and make sure to render rep. That's what we focus on. Focus on each and every moment, and that's what I went out and did. Let's start with the interception. What a play, and to get your foot down. Were you thinking about that? I mean, did you play wide receiver? How were you able to get that play down? Uh, I was. It was all reactionary, to be honest. I really don't remember the play right now, but 
um, catching the ball and from my teammates tipping it. It was it's just all reactionary. We practiced it in in in, in practice. Tips equals equal picks. So when it, they tip the ball, I picked the ball. How about the reaction from the crowd too when you guys uh, got that turnover and then even the one late too? Just the the way that they were behind you guys and and we're so happy for that turnover. Yeah. Um, Man, the fans are great. Uh, they bring momentum to us, and obviously that brings an advantage to uh, home field. So we love it. What kind of mission was this defense on today? I mean, I know you guys didn't feel like you lived up to the standard, played up to the standard last week at Michigan State. What kind of mission did you guys come out with here today? Uh, we wanted to approach every rep with a certain type of love, which means like we want to bring some like some like love to it, like some uh, some in. How, what's the word? Some intricate, no. Anyway, but um, just some love. Like we want to make sure we, we bring the energy, bring bring uh, attention to each and every rep. And then I think like after every win that rep, you just go into the next one. With the turnovers, um, and, and that's been one thing that you guys have been talking a lot about, how important was that? How big of an emphasis was it to, to get some takeaways today? Yeah, um, turnovers is probably one of the biggest win-loss um, factors in Big Ten football games and football games in general. So win situations, uh, turnovers, third-down conversions, those all play a big part in winning the game. So we made an, a big emphasis this week to take the ball away. And so I think we're getting better at that, and I think we try to do that this week in, the, in this game. You know, I've just been so impressed with the mentality of, you know, the goal line stand. You guys could have easily just given up a score, but you forced the fumble and, and give the offense back the ball. I mean, tell me about the mindset and just the mentality of this defense that no matter what, it, whatever challenge is presented, you guys want to be out there and hey, it's on us and, and we're, we're ready for it. Like I said, oh, we, pro we approach every rep with a certain type of love. So when stuff does happen and we get put in um, not good situations or um, difficult situations, we treat it as an opportunity to show how great we are. So when we got into that situation, we just decided let's have fun and go play for each other. The chemistry between you guys, the linebackers, the defensive line, how much fun is that to be a part of and, and how much guys do you feed off of each other? We, oh, it's it's really fun. Um, I mean, in practice, we we talk trash, we, we push each other. So that builds a, a different type of bond between the guys and, and it shows on the field and on game day. What is it about the defense that you guys are so good against the run? Um, physicality and playing with RDV, relentless, um, try to get off blocks. I and mean, it's all the basic stuff that you do while playing football. So tackling and getting off blocks, that's what we're pretty good at. And we just got to keep continue doing that. You know, just uh, with a disappointing loss like this one, I know this is a close team and you guys are focused on the right things, but how do you keep a team together? How does the team stay together here with a big, another big one coming up this week? We just got to focus on our basic concept of winning every rep and going 1-0 this week. We're going to go back in the film room. We're going to fix what we need to fix and move on to this week, learning from what we did this game and carrying it to the next game. Great stuff. Appreciate your time. Thank you.